This is the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. <laughs> How you doing today? I was making sure I turned out the TV every day. But man. <laughs> no worries. I, I'm always early, so I just hopped on. Oh, that's amazing. How was your weekend? I know everybody had a every everybody I saw had like a blast. I for, totally forgot it was Memorial Day weekend. You know, I currently have COVID, so not super fun for me, but I'm okay. So fun. We're good. We're good. We just have to stay at home. That's it. Did you binge watch any shows? Like I was definitely on Stranger Things the entire weekend. Okay, you know what I watched is Manifest. Manifest. I heard that show's really good. I am obsessed. Like, I'm hooked. I don't know why there's something about it that gives me, um, like, Walking Dead vibes. And I love The Walking Dead. So, yeah, it's kind of a... I mean, there's no zombies, but it has that supernatural thing. And it's super dramatic. And I'm so into it. No, yeah, my friend's like, yo, this is, like, one of the greatest shows ever. And I just never checked it out. But yeah. Does it, like, how many seasons is it? I think there's three yeah there's three and I'm already like halfway through season two and I just started so that's <laughs> that's what I did this weekend <laughs> no yeah I was definitely on Stranger Things this entire weekend I was like yo this that's good do you, do you watch Stranger Things you know what I'm the worst I don't and I actually went to college where um the writers went to school and they were uh, my graduation speakers and everyone has seen Stranger Things. I don't know why. Like, I need to get into it. I think it's just scary because everyone loves it so much that I'm like, okay, once I start it, then I'm not going to be able to stop. No, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing, but it's no, really I'll, good. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like um, it's just it had me just in the house the entire weekend. Okay, and well, the cool. house. Yeah, I was just like, yo, they're like, you want to do it? I like, no, I'm watching Stranger Things. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hey, at least you're staying safe. One, two. You're getting up to speed on on that show. So hey, it's good. It's productive. No, uh, yeah. But um, let's get to you. Like the Batman Unburied podcast. It's like, yeah, I was, I was listening to it. I really wish it was like a show. Like, I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. But I kind of like it just, I don't even know how to explain it. But it sounds so <laughs> cool. I was like, yo, I kind of like and then. I don't, I don't know, kind of, I, just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's such a dope, like, podcast. I was like, yo, I don't really listen to podcasts as much. I, you know, like, when you have your own stuff, you kind of just don't want to, like, listen to other things or, like, really, like, it's like, I already have a podcast. It's weird. Right. Other podcasts. Right. Like, You're like, I'm like, done with podcasts. Yeah. Podcast. Like, once you do it, it's just like, uh, but no, Batman on Barry podcast. Like, yo, I even told my sister about it. She's like, yo, this is amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. Really? But uh, yeah, like, how, how do you feel about the fan reaction? Cause I'd see like a lot of people react. It's also what number one, like, so of course. <laughs> Crazy. I know. Yeah. So like, how's like the fan reaction? Like, how have you been taking out on it? Cause I yeah, know I mean, it's pretty cool, honestly. So I didn't realize, I mean, not that I didn't realize I should have known that it was going to be this big because it's obviously DC and it's Batman and Spotify and uh, Warner brothers, but Originally, I was like, oh, it's, you know, an audio drama. It's going to be really cool. Hopefully people find it. And then 
it was number one. And I was like, wow, this is actually kind of insane. Um, so the reaction has been amazing. And it's really cool because I know everyone on it worked really, really hard uh, for a long time, especially like writing, producing, directing, every, everyone involved. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really great to see it doing so well. And it's such yeah. a different medium for Batman, for anything. So knowing that this medium can be effective, I think is also huge and will open up a completely new door. No, yeah, I definitely didn't know like what to expect from it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is actually really good. Like, I just like, I was like, oh, this is actually like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like some people's podcasts, they like talk about the same different thing. It's all, but I was like, right. no, this is, I like, I like, I wish they kind of do more. I hope there's like more of these to come. I know. But, yeah, like, but how did you get like a part of it? Because I was like, yo, this is such a dope, like, concept like or you know say like how did you even get a part of this yeah so I met the director and one of the producers um Alex Kemp and Toby Lawless through a different project I did and I actually just self-submitted on casting networks probably a year ago for um Alex's passion project um so it was me and one other actor and it was another audio drama and I met them through that and um we've done I think four together now so they're awesome we hit it off and had a great time working with them and so they um when batman came uh they threw me an audition and then i luckily got to be a part of it so yeah no that's that's really dope man that's like i don't know i really love this but uh, like how was this all shot kind of was it like we're still we were still all in quarantine with this shot or like how how was this shot like you guys were in person like yeah, yeah. So so it was at, for me at least, I was working at Wolf of the Door Studios, which is Alex and Toby's uh, and Winnie Kemp's studio um, in Venice. But I went in to the actual studio in person and then recorded there. Um, but I think it's really interesting because I worked with Emmy Raver Littman, who played um, Poison Ivy. And she was in Canada at the time. So we got to work together, but we were Zooming while recording in separate studios, like different countries. So cool. Um, But I think we were a couple of the only people that actually got to work together at the same time Um, and not even in the same room. So honestly, it was it was a really interesting experience that way. And podcasts, voiceover you know, when you're on set, one scene takes maybe like a day, can take a full day, maybe um, even longer, depending on the scene. Uh, But for this, it was pretty quick. I mean, it was maybe four, six, maybe four hours to to work on this whole thing. Um, One day for me, at least. Um, So yeah, you kind of power through it. No, like, so like, did you like, when you're like reading like the script, like, did you like know like, okay, this is gonna be like, a, like this might like, this might be really serious. Like, or did you like, kind of like once you like hear it all, like finish everything, it's like, oh, I didn't know it would come out like that. Did you like know it would come out like that? Like after you heard it, like when you were recording? Yeah, I I didn't know what it would come out like. I know Alex's style a little bit, but it's it's such a huge team of people collaborating on this. So I, I really had no idea how much it would sound like a movie. Like when you listen to it, I closed my eyes and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna close my eyes and visualize what this world is because it really feels like you're watching a movie, but you get to create the own, your own thing, um, which I think is interesting too. I didn't really know what to expect. 
I assumed that it would be pretty, um, I don't know, kind of moody in parts and, and dramatic because of, uh, of the story itself. But yeah, I was definitely surprised. No, okay. It's just, it just sounds totally different. I thought they were going to do like, I thought it was more like a, just somebody just uh, doing like a narration and talking about like Batman and like, you know, when you hear podcasts, right. it's just like people reviewing and stuff. I said, oh, this is like a right. whole, like, this is like a, a, like, I kind of remember like, I don't know, like in the 60s or 70s, you had the radios, you really had, or they had TVs, but like, you know, the era when you didn't have TVs, you just had to listen to it, you just imagine it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of just remind me of yeah. that. I was like, my parents really still do that. I mean, my parents are huge audio drama people. They listen to, I don't, I mean, Dragnet and stuff. They have the, the tapes, they still have the cassette tapes that they put in every night and they listen. So yeah, yeah, that's like, making a comeback. No, yeah, I was like, this is such a dope experience. I, I hope every, I, like, yeah, I just really hope everybody enjoyed this. But uh, what yeah. was like your favorite episode of the of the podcast? Well, I'm biased because I like the one I'm in the most. <laughs> but <laughs> is that bad to say? Yeah. Well, no, you're I supposed mean, to. You're supposed to say that. That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. I'll say the same so, thing. So probably episode eight. That's my biggest episode with um with Poison Ivy. And that's kind of like Alex's backstory with her. Um and and their story of back in college and sort of the turn in their relationship. Um so I I mean I love that because I got to really dig into the script and and figure out my part and figure out um everything that I needed to do for it. Um, so I'm biased, but I, I really like that. Cause then you get a, you get a really experienced poison Ivy's backstory. And, and I feel like that's something that's maybe not as touched on in the DC world as other, um, other characters, but, um, yeah, yeah. Was it like poison Ivy, like one of your favorite characters, like growing up? I really like poison Ivy. She's what's badass. Like, what's like th- your three favorite things about poison Ivy? I love the femme fatale. I think that's pretty cool. I, <laughs> I also just love um, how she doesn't care what other people think so much, or at least it seems like. Um, she's a villain. She's a villain. So it's hard to say like all the things that I love about her. But but I think I think she's um, someone that's really misunderstood too, at least in Batman Unburied too, because you get to learn a lot about why she is the way she is and you get to feel her human side um a lot more and explore that especially with Alex too which I think was one of my favorite parts about my character is just getting to be a part of her story and seeing where um where she fell and and how she became the infamous villain that she is yeah I wonder like do you have like I always ask people this but like (laughs) do you do you have any like similarities to Alex or like what's like what's like three things you don't like about us and what's like three things you love about us Ooh. (laughs) okay three things well okay I'm gonna say my number one thing at least I don't like about her is that she didn't really give Pam an opportunity to explain herself so the fact that Alex just assumes things maybe. And, and that's something that I'm probably a little bit similar to, because if you see something, you're like, I know exactly what happened. You think, you know, everything, but maybe there's more to the story. Um, so I think that's something is just judging before hearing and knowing. Um, but one thing that I love about Alex is the fact that she is really 
caring. I think that's something that I wanted to show with her is just that amazing dynamic, that relationship between them and, and how much, you know, love there is between her and Pam. So yeah, I, I would say that's my number one thing that I think her downfall is that she doesn't, doesn't listen necessarily, or doesn't hear someone else before making an assumption. And then um, what I love is the fact that um, she gives herself in love. Oh, that's, that's a, I like that. That's a dope answer. Um, let's go. Uh, what's like your, uh, if, oh, no, on, talk about, <laughs> my bad, I'm so sorry. Uh, what's, uh, what, if you could play like another character, like in a, in a series, where would you, who would, where would the character be? Ooh. If I could play another character in the series. There's like Harvester, Red Alert, Red Alert was called to me. I was like, yo. Uh, the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. I don't think I would do as good of a job at all but but hey you know what the riddler would be sick that's a really good part no yeah the red i was like oh okay i like this kind of way um i know like uh what did i about to say my bad i know like gotham has like so many like notorious villains but like mm-hmm. if you personally if you had a like if you could like avoid one gotham villain i know people would be like i avoid them all but if you could avoid like just one special gotham villain what gotham villain would it be avoid yeah Cause like they're all never, like, never. yeah, like, cause you know, like, it's like cool to see, like when you're not in a situation, but you actually lived in Gotham, like you probably be like, oh snap, like I'm scared Ugh. for my life. <laughs> mm, I mean, I don't know. I'd avoid them all. I'm scared. I'm a really nervous person. So <laughs> I probably would avoid everyone ever if I lived in Gotham, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, I get very anxious, so I, I probably wouldn't win pretty much everything. No, yeah. <laughs> no, like, me, personally, probably, like, Joker. I think he just, Maybe Joker. Yeah, he's just, I don't know Joker's what they, I don't know Maybe what's Harley wrong Quinn. with Harley Quinn. I see, yeah, Harley Quinn's, I think Joker's just more, like, nuts, you know, I don't know. A little crazier? Up. Yeah, like, I just, Harley, Harley Quinn, can kind of pull herself together a Yeah, little bit more. and she also shows, like, compassion a little bit, like, Joker just, does not care, like, he's, I'm here to wreck everything, and Fair. this is all about. <laughs> that, that is true, I feel like the pair of them are a little scary. Yeah, I know, like, it's just, you know, like, it's kind of sad, like, when Harley's more compassionate in a relationship, like, <laughs> any other yeah. thing, you'd be like, okay, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's so cool though. So I, would I avoid her? Maybe not. I would like want style tips. I feel like. Yeah, like, I I feel like I would have like a cool conversation with Harley Joker. I'd probably just like I'm trying to avoid you at all costs. I don't want. Yeah. Like, I don't want you look yeah. my direction. I hope I you don't ask me that. that. <laughs> I can definitely get behind that. Um, I think oh, a lot of fans were interested. I saw like seeing like the Bruce Wayne, the forensic pathologist. Um, and then you get to see the twists like in mm-hmm. like or later in the episode um like what was like your thought about that because like yo this is actually kind of interesting like to to see even though it's like a whole like different thing but it was kind of interesting to see I kind of I don't think I remember seeing that like certain right right there are a lot of a lot of really impactful twists in Batman Unburied um and it was interesting because I read the whole script maybe a year no 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 less than a year ago like over the summer, I read the whole script top to bottom, but, um, and I honestly forgot a lot that happened. And then listening to it back, I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe this is going on. So, so I think it was cool. Um, especially like how, um, they executed everything 
and and led you to believe maybe one thing versus another and then just hit you with these crazy twists i loved the fact that uh, it was a hallucination for batman so that that's i don't, I don't know if i want to should i give away things like that is that okay yeah go ahead the, I, I haven't watched the final two episodes but i don't i'll watch it later it's, people will probably already it's, watch it, it. it i feel like <laughs> it can be a little right it can be a little confusing right so i mean um yeah i uh the fact that that it's it's a induced hallucination for him is pretty crazy and then the fact that he comes up with thinking about his parents as if they were not killed. Um, and this is a different take on Batman too, because you don't really get to see him grown with his family and his relationship with his parents. So the psychology part of this is really, really interesting. And the fact that it's kind of like all in his head too, I think really, really makes the audio space extra um, unique. No, I definitely feel like they're going to make a show about that. I was like, yo, this is actually be so interesting because it's not like your like typical Batman thing. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, this would actually be. There's so many too. flips like with the villains too. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. yo, I was like, do you think, is it going to be like a season two for this? I hope so. Like, I don't, oh, I don't necessarily know, but I, I hope so. It's probably, it means number one in the world. So I yeah. feel like there has to be. <laughs> Like it's doing well, so there there should be, I I hope it's doing more than well. It's literally number one in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That'd be it'd be kind of hard. Just go, oh no, just okay. We just call it quits, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, that was that was cool. Thanks, guys, for doing that. Yeah. Uh, with the success of the show, I really do feel like it's going to be like more of a DC audio verse now. Like, and do you think like if you could play like if you could see like another like storytelling? DC like through like the audio like what story would you want to see I think I I mean I again I'm going to bring it back to Harley Quinn <laughs> but I I love seeing the female villains so if there was one that was just Poison Ivy too I think that would be cool or not just but like I guess maybe focus more on her even even like a sirens one too huh like a sirens one too oh yeah that'd be cool that'd be really cool I love the female villain Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like DC had the best like female villains. Yeah, I think that they had the best villains really. Like, yeah, like if they all get it together, right, it'd be so beautiful. See, yes, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like if you could play like another character, like in just the whole like DC universe, like who would you want to play? Like if you had to do like another one of these, another one of these. Uh, yeah. she's like Harley okay. Quinn. I know. I literally am a broken record. Um, but no, let's see. I mean, Batwoman would be cool. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. No, yeah. No, That'd yeah, be really cool. That'd be a dope one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you hope like people like take away from this like podcast? I think really what I want people to take away from the podcast in general is just having an open mind about different forms of art, I guess, because this is so new. Again, like we were talking about, um, no one had any idea what a Batman audio drama would look like, a Batman podcast. And now the reactions are really, really amazing. So I think one big thing is just like, 
having people experience different types of art and and getting excited about them too because tv and film are obviously huge and 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 I feel like most people really really connect to tv and film but I think it's it's cool for artists to see other types um yeah types of expression working and and being able to tell really unique stories so I think just as a creative it opens so many doors and would get me really excited too no, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's a totally different experience. I was like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. really cool. You got to imagine. Yeah. Like, um, what do you, I you feel like you would know more about, like, because, like, for me, like, I was confused a little bit, like, because you have to, like, just imagine you can't, like, you don't really see it. Were you ever confused at all, just, like, reading the script? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Cause this As to what's happening? Could be, yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, but, but it all made sense as you kept going. I think it's one of those things where you have to just trust that the confusion is going to go away, you know, like, like I'm going to figure it out. I'm confused for a reason for a second and then it resolves. So you kind of just have to ride the wave a little bit, but I think that's what makes it so cool too, is because it keeps your mind in it and keeps your mind activated instead of giving you every answer right, right off the bat. No, yeah. But, um, mind that uh to get away from get away from batman barry you know you are an uh-huh. actress um filmmaker like do you have any like uh, 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 upcoming projects you're working on yeah so i have one other audio drama that's going to tribeca so i'm very Ooh. excited about that um with the same production studio one of the i think yeah like i said four that i've done with them um and my character is a teacher's assistant so I'm kind of like the professor sidekick and I get to do some spy work and there's a lot of cool things that happen. This audio drama is different in the sense of um, the way in which you hear things. It's very realistic. So it, it's a bit of a completely different experience than Batman is. That one sort of feels like a movie. You close your eyes and you're like, I could be watching a movie right now. Um, but this audio drama, doesn't feel that way at all. It's it's kind of like unsettling, unsettlingly real. There it is. Is it yeah. more like a? Is it like a? I don't know how to explain it. Is it more like a narration or like what? If Not you could really disc- a narration. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. So like. no, no, no. But but listen, I'll I'll send it to you because I'm I'm really excited about it. It's definitely it's definitely different and it's really unique in the format. That's no. Is it like okay? So let's get to like Caitlin. Like, if you could mm-hmm. be like in any show right now outside of Manifest, <laughs> what, what okay. show would you be on? We gotta speak things to existence. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. What show would I be on right now? Um, I love so many shows. Uh, I would love to be on. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Ooh, yeah. That's a good, that's a I good also am a musical theater. Like I have a musical theater background, so I don't know. That show just kind of pops to me. Could be really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Are yeah, you that would also, be really cool. Are you also like writing and producing and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So I actually studied directing in college, but I always knew I wanted to do acting since I was like really small, which I feel like is very uh, common for actors, but um as I grew up I figured out that I also love being behind the camera so right now I'm a bit more focused like on acting uh, but in five years maybe 
less than that. I really want to filter in directing a bit more and writing. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm definitely trying to keep that muscle flexed and making my own stuff too, because I feel like as an actor, it's easy to fall into that trap of like, I am giving up all the control to other people. It's all out of my hands, but I'm trying to fight that and be like, you know what? I can, I can make my own stuff, whatever I want to be in. I can write it and I can do it. So no, yeah. yeah, I see. Like, I'm glad I started to see like writing and producing starting to get like more highlighted throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I know, like, oh, it's always been a big thing, but I feel like, like now, like you see, like so many people, like even like a lot of actresses have their own. Like yes. Reese Witherspoon has her own production company, and I everybody, know. like Kara Washington, yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody, it seems like all like the big star actors really have like their now they're like, okay, I'm gonna own my own stuff and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really cool that to see that but like I know like you just mentioned like you write and producing but did you have like do you have you I know you wrote probably a lot of scripts in college like is mm-hmm. there one that you wrote that you're like yo this might be the one to kill yeah. in Hollywood well <laughs> I mean I have a few that I really like um one that I love I I okay yeah I love fantasy so again Batman beautiful but um I love Alice in Wonderland. So I wrote a spinoff version of the story of the queen of hearts. Uh, and okay. it's also like a psychological dark thriller, which is very similar, actually weirdly enough, but queen of hearts. Um, and it takes place in an asylum back in the 1800s and goes through the different characters and how they're all mad, but in a much more literal sense and a darker world. No, that's that's okay. That look, that's yeah. interesting. That really sounds mm-hmm. interesting. Again, um, a female villain. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I literally wrote one like that years ago too. I feel like villains have like the best. They just have the best like lines. They get the best lines. I know, and there's so much going on. I feel like underneath the surface that that's why it's interesting to explore because they're the way they are for a reason. You know, it's not just surface level. Oh, yeah. But if, okay, if you could work with like three actors or actresses, like mm-hmm. who would they be? Reese Witherspoon. Good, you reminded me because I would love to ask her just all about also Hello Sunshine, her company and her acting and, and producing and everything. I think she's just so smart and that would be cool. Um, I also would love to work with. Mm, there's so many sorry this is really hard um I love maybe Jared Leto I think he's just really inter- I just interviewed him for Morpheus he, he's he was really cool to me I did yeah he was oh really God. nice yeah, I just interviewed yeah I just interviewed how him, did that like, go he was like so nice like I don't have like I, it was weird because mm-hmm. like people were like oh jared might be like mean or like this. really I like, yeah i was like oh is he because you know I, like this is my first time interviewing so uh-huh. like, i'm just listening to other people i was like for real i was like and then like i interviewed him he's like yo he said how you did i was like oh he has like the best energy i was like yeah. that's so cool i was like no yeah and then like i asked him one question i forgot what it was oh yeah i was like if because he um played joker before so uh-huh. i was like 
I said, if you could, if you, if you, if you and Harley Quinn could go on another date with like a DC or uh, with another comic book couple, like what would it be? And he was like, he was still lost on that. He was really thinking about it. He's like, yo, that's actually a hard. Yeah, like, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, you ask really good questions. I like it. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. But he was like, yeah. He said no, but no. He's so nice though. I, I, I like Jared though. He was really nice. So cool. Oh, and yeah. then I think my third would be Lily James. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's a that's a good list. That's a good. Yeah. List. Yeah. Okay. Um, this like, what's your advice for somebody that wants to like even like think about like doing an audio like script? I don't even know how to pronounce. Like, I don't even know what this is, but it's like amazing. But like, like audio drama, audio scripted, drama, yeah, uh, yeah, scripted, yeah. Like, what would your advice for somebody that's like, okay, I just want to make my own thing like that? Like for someone that wants to create their own audio drama, yeah, or get involved in them, yeah. I think, I think, um. Biggest advice for one, at least performance side, I think is keeping the characters really grounded just because it's voiceover, you don't have to overact because the microphone picks up everything just like a camera does. So uh, I think there's a temptation sometimes to give more because there's not um, as many ways to communicate because you don't see what's happening, but at the same time, just trusting that what you're doing is enough. that I think would be big advice as far as like performance side. And then in creating your own audio drama, I think there's no wrong way to do it. I think you can get as creative as possible because you don't have that element of the camera again. So you don't have to think about that. Think about, can I afford this part of the production? Can I do this? Can I do that? You can do anything. So you might as well think outside of the box as much as you can. Oh yeah, I was like, I know, I was like, oh, this is, I yeah, I really enjoyed this podcast. Like, I was like, I really I'm was so like, yeah. no, yeah, because like at some podcasts, you'd be like, okay, it's like the same old, yeah. same old day. You're like, like waiting okay. for it to be done. You're like, and then I listened to this. I was like, yo, this is so cool. <laughs> I was like, yo. I love that. Well, I'm glad you thought so. No, yeah. But um, thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate your time. I hope you keep killing it. I'm excited to see what you um, bring to Tribeca, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send it to you. I'm excited. It'll Uh, it'll be different. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Peace out. Have a good day. Thank you. (laughs) So nice to meet you. I appreciate it.